from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. One of the big criticisms of a company like Stride and other virtual teaching companies is that they uh, overload their teachers with too many kids. It's pretty clear Stride's going to be the new normal for Hazelwood. They do have a problematic past. And do you think that there is a way that community can can motivate that? Absolutely, okay. absolutely. In what way specifically? And, and so we talked about local gov- the governance piece, right? So talking to your school board and helping them understand your concerns about things like this. I'm Elaine Chong. Across the U.S., schools have been facing serious shortfalls in teacher retention and hiring. It's a problem that long preceded COVID-19, and the pandemic exacerbated existing issues and presented new ones that shrank already dwindling numbers. In the past year, however, the teacher shortage has grown much worse, and according to a recent Riverfront Times feature, Hazelwood School District is one place where stopgap measures to make up for that teacher void are reportedly failing educators and students. Here to discuss the story and what that situation in Hazelwood reveals is Mike Fitzgerald, staff reporter for the Riverfront Times. Welcome to the show. Pleasure to be here. Let's begin with a brief summary of your story for the RFT. Because they did not have enough teachers for the 2022-2023 school year, Hazelwood School District partnered with a for-profit company named Stride to fill the gap. What services does Stride offer the school? Well, Stride is uh, what's known as an education management organization, uh, the largest of its kind. It basically provides a platform for virtual teaching. Uh, it's a very problematic platform. Even under the best circumstances, it's very difficult to pull off. Uh, they will hire teachers who, uh, for the most part, teach from their homes all across America, California, Texas, Kansas. And they will do what's called synchronous learning, where they're live uh, throughout the entire uh, school day. Then they're supported by in-person facilitators who are there to ensure that the kids are focused, paying attention, doing the work off their phones, and uh, you know, don't leave early. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very difficult. You've got to make sure you uh, have the right mix. Uh, some There are some problems, as my story uncovered. One is there's turnover among the virtual teachers and there's turnover among the facilitators. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, yeah, to the point about the facilitators, nearly one third of the district students have been assigned to in-person classes where the teacher is virtual, that synchronous aspect that you were talking about. And these teachers are instructing from hundreds or thousands of miles away. Now, on the face of it, the setup doesn't sound ideal. What did you hear from teachers and students about how these classes have actually been running? It's, it's uh, like I say, very problematic. Um, I talked to one student, for instance, who uh, wants to go to college, and he's taking a chemistry class. Unfortunately, because it's entirely virtual, he can't touch the things that I was able to touch as a chemistry student in high school years ago, such as beakers and test tubes and you know, all the things that go into uh, that type of learning. It's For him, it's purely rote learning. Mm-hmm. And uh, one other thing to point out about this t- uh, type of uh, teaching, it's extremely expensive. Uh, each stride class costs $160,000 to make possible. 
that includes the $100,000 or so paid to Stride, plus the $50,000 or so for the in-class facilitator. That's more than twice what a Hazelwood teacher normally earns through uh, salary and other uh, parts of their pay package. Mm -hmm. Now, when we Mm -hmm. opened this segment, we talked about the way what's happening in Hazelwood with Stride is a local example of something that is happening across the country. Do you know what it is that brought Hazelwood School District and Stride into partnership? Sure. I mean, they uh, have uh, basically uh, the fact that there's a dire teacher shortage in Hazelwood, uh, and it's a something you find throughout the nation, actually, as fewer teachers uh, enter the uh, training uh, and more people leave early, uh, the, the, the pipeline is getting smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. They, in June of 2022, uh, Hazelwood School District uh, realized they had a severe shortage. They were down at least 83 teachers, more than half of them uh, teachers of STEM classes in the junior high school and high schools. and. Uh, Stride is one of the uh, companies with a very well-known brand name, and they reached out to them. Uh, there was a bidding proposal, and they came up with the bed, best uh, package. And But it's again, it's very expensive. It's very difficult to make it work. We still don't know the impacts on the kids. The research that's been done so far indicates that uh, virtual teaching, which sometimes works really well, for the most part, uh, is less effective than, in per- than in-person teaching. Mm-hmm. So Stride specializes in this virtual teaching. What do we know about this company and mm-hmm. what is significant about it? it's being very particularly a for-profit publicly traded company? Well, for one thing, they're under uh, great pressure to please shareholders like any for-profit company. They have some very large salaries uh, as opposed to any nonprofit. Uh, their CEO uh, is uh, scheduled to earn nearly $8 million uh, in 2022 through uh, his salary and bonuses and other incentives. So they have tremendous pressure to uh, please shareholders and pay some very, very big salaries to their top executives. Now, this is a criticism that's been voiced uh, elsewhere where they've done business, such as Miami, Dade County, and uh, in, in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. There's been controversies uh, in terms of the quality of the uh, product they provide. One of the big criticisms of a company like Stride and other virtual teaching companies is that they uh, overload their teachers with too many kids. Uh, Some teachers have hundreds of kids they have to be uh, grading and in charge of, and there's just tremendous burnout among the Stride teachers and other uh, employees of virtual learning. So they're basically reproducing a problem that exists for traditional in-person teachers as well. But it could be magnified, that's the thing. Now also with us is Tamar Brown, education advocate with A Red Circle, a nonprofit dedicated to addressing racial disparities in North St. Louis County. Welcome and thanks for being with us today. Thank you. Tamar, when did you first hear of Stride, which was formerly known as K-12? I heard of Stride about a month or so ago and Mike called me to do a a short interview to get our take on it. Um, A Red Circle is an advocacy organization looking to um, promote equitable outcomes for students in North County. So um, my first interaction or introduction to Stride was about a month ago. Okay. And that's several months after the the contract went into play. And once you started looking into how Stride operates, and, and Mike has described some of that, what questions or concerns sprang to the top of your mind? 
Um, for us as an advocacy organization, our, our main concern is, is this equitable? Is this going to be something that's going to support our students in the long run for successful academic um, education and options? Um, we knew that, and we know that having a physical teacher in the classroom is the best option for students. And hearing some of the responses that Mike reported from our students, we were very concerned about it. Mm -hmm. So we were wondering, have we, has Hazelwood looked at all options and explored all op options to provide um, students with the best quality, equitable education options? And when was it that you realized? just how serious the situation was. I think anytime a student voices their opinion about um, education, it's a concern. If they feel like they're not going to get the best option that they need, and these are, are high school students in some cases that said, hey, this doesn't work for me. It's, I saw one young lady say it was messy. They didn't feel supported. So that was a, a huge concern for us. Mm -hmm. Mike had mentioned earlier the price tag that comes with um, working with Stride in particular, there's that hefty price tag. What do you think was behind the district's choosing to utilize Stride in spite of that, Tamar? I think that the district is trying to use funds appropriated from the federal government before it runs out. 2024 is, mm -hmm. the, is the time frame, so they're trying to uh, create a solution as quickly as they possibly can. And um, I think, unfortunately, when we make quick investments without really looking at the overall picture and looking at how our students will um, fare in the long run, it, we, it could pose a problem. Mm -hmm. Now, to what extent, then, uh, can or should best intentions be considered as we're looking at what the present state of, of the situation is? Best intention should be at the greatest or to the forefront. Um, this is an investment not only in our students, but in our region. These students are going to graduate from high school, and we hope that they're going to invest back in this region. And if we're not providing our, our greatest asset, our, our, our children, with the best possible educational outcomes, it's a disinvestment in our region. It's a disadvantage for our region. Mm -hmm. Now, Mike, your reporting points out that Stride K-12, which I'm using together, so the company's recent name change does not give the impression that its history has somehow changed. It has not delivered on m many of its contracts. And, and earlier, you talked about Miami-Dade as well as Atlanta. Um, what does that say about the amount of homework um, that could or should have been done before Hazelwood decided to contract with Stride K-12? Well, this... Uh you know, strikes to the heart of the nature of governance among a school board. Uh, it would be very easy for any school board member if they're curious enough to check out Stride's history. I mean, it, I mean, literally a matter of a few, few keystrokes to, uh, and using Google, you would find out about the uh, disastrous uh, problems in Miami-Dade County, the Georgia Cyber Academy, and even a nearly $170 million settlement in 2016 in California over uh, you know, uh, misrepresenting attendance figures. They could have easily found that. They chose to rely on the administration to tell them that Stride was A-OK. -okay. Now, I'm, there's success stories with Stride. I'm not trying to, to paint them in a, uh, in a bad light necessarily, but they do have a problematic past. And there has been lots of controversy and criticism. None of that was discussed prior to them hiring Stride at a very hefty price and for an indeterminate amount of time. It's pretty clear Stride's going to be the new normal for Hazelwood. Mm -hmm. It's not a stopgap measure. They're going to be there for a long time. 
because it's pretty clear the teacher crisis at Hazelwood is not going to get better for, a, for at least in the short term, for probably years. Mm-hmm. Tamara, um, what do you what do you think of Mike and what he's just what he's just said? Totally agree with what Mike is saying. Uh, we we want to make sure that we're doing that. We're we're vetting anything that has to do with children properly. We want to make sure that it's the best possible outcome. And also working our community involved in these outcomes, correct? We want to know what our stakeholders feel, our parents, our community leaders, how do they feel about this? And we want their investment in anything to do with our children in our community. So I agree with Mike, a few key strokes to really see if this is going to be the best possible outcome for Hazelwood students. And do you think that there is a way that community can can motivate that Absolutely, okay. absolutely. In what way specifically? And, and so we talked about local gov- the governance piece, right? So talking to your school board and helping them understand your concerns about things like this, why this matters to your student, why how it affects your student in the long run. So just really getting involved, involved in your school board, showing up for those meetings, really um, sharing and sharing your opinion and, and your concerns for things that that matter to you. Lane, could I also uh, jump in there with one other observation? That is. I want to be fair to the Hazelwood School District. They are dealing with circumstances literally no other district is dealing with. They have a burgeoning crisis with radioactive waste. That's led to one school being closed and maybe more. They've already asked the Army Corps engineers to con- uh, do tests. Uh, Corey Bush and Josh Hawley uh, have uh, amazingly teamed up to ask that uh, this happen. So that's, that's really great. But they're dealing with a set of circumstances no other district in the country is dealing with. This is not helping teacher recruitment. But the, it's, it's so important, though, to remember that there should be buy-in from everyone. Uh, Hazelwood is facing a dire crisis. The, the tragedy is that n- the entire community is not involved in trying to solve this teacher crisis. There should be stakeholder meetings. There should be uh, a, a master plan. I mean, but they're not addressing it in the way commensurate that you would expect with a crisis of this nature. Mm-hmm. We're speaking with Mike Fitzgerald, staff reporter for the Riverfront Times, who's just written a recent article about the Hazelwood School District and its use of virtual services through a contractor for-profit company called Stride. And we're also speaking with Tamar Brown, who's an education advocate with a Red Circle. That is a nonprofit dedicated to addressing racial disparity in North St. Louis County. Now, um, as far as um, what we're looking at at in in costs, because that is one of the things that will grab people's attention, um, it has been very expensive to engage with this particular company. Um, Mike, you reported that the contract with Stride costs Hazelwood more than $8 million annually. That's $8 million per year. The district spokesperson, however, said it's untrue that the current cost is at that figure. Quote, as that would assume all costs are at the maximum estimates plus some. So we reached out to the district and they did not get back to us with the cost of stride services district-wide. And instead, they shared with us that there are 34 Kelly facilitators, and those are the people who are in person, making sure students are not on their phones, they're paying attention, and 28 uh, HSD facilitators in the district. And those salaries add up to an annual cost of nearly $2.5 million. 
Now, that figure does not include the cost of virtual instruction facilitators provided through Stride. Is this information available through a Sunshine request? And is there any way to truly know what the school district is paying Stride? At this point, we don't know exactly how much they're paying Stride. Uh, I went strictly by their own figures. I use the Sunshine Act uh, to, to obtain uh, many thousands of pages of documents. And it was only by combing through those documents that I found the, the uh, internal memos and emails that showed exactly how much they're paying. I mean, the $8.2 million figure I came up with was their own numbers, numbers that they themselves, uh, their own administrators came up with. Um, I've asked uh, prior to the story being published, okay, if the $8.2 million figure is not exactly right, well, by this point in the school year, this was December, you would know exactly, right? You would know exactly how much per classroom and how much the total cost is and also what the projected cost is years down the road because Stride is not going away. They're, mm -hmm. they're going to be a big part of this district's future and probably other districts in St. Louis too. Part of the reason I wrote this story is this is uh, a look at things to come for a lot of school districts. They're going to depend more and more on virtual learning. And here in Missouri, like other red states, they're, they are opening the doors to virtual learning. They, uh, you know, it's it's unfortunate that there are these attacks on public schools, but this is also an open door to a great business opportunity for for-profit companies like Stride that, that see a huge amount of money they could make. Mm. Tamar, we had spoken earlier about the role of community, people being involved in voicing their concerns. You said the students saying to you, this is not working, was the thing that really indicated that something is is not right. Does the term negligent accurately capture Hazelwood's decision, particularly against the greater backdrop of what students need and deserve? Or does negligent somehow miss some nuance that's important expressly because we are talking about students? You know, I'm really careful when I use words, right? So um, I do want to, I do want to say like Mike said, I know Hazelwood, its back is against the wall, right? This is a serious situation, yeah. and, they're, and they're really trying to minimize as much damage as possible. But when we're looking at our students and we're thinking about if my child was in that space, what would I want for them? It can look ne negligent, right? Because the community had no way in. Parents didn't say, okay, you know what? I don't know how I feel about this. Mm -hmm. Can we get more information? There's not information out here for the, the general public to look at and say, hey, you know, what's going on? So there is some negligence in how they handled the community aspect of this, getting involvement and feedback from its own stakeholders and constituents. So I, I do believe that in that space, yes, it was some negligence there mm -hmm. and how they handled and gaining community's trust, which is important. Now, we did hear from the district that they've not made definitive plans regarding the use of STRIDE for next year and that the current STRIDE contract is for this year only. I want to make sure that that is out there. Now, earlier this month, we spoke with teacher Kem Smith, who's a 12th grade English teacher in the Ferguson Florissant School District, which is a neighbor to the Hazelwood District. She spoke then about the struggles her educator peers have been facing. Tamar, as an education advocate on the community side of things, what are your thoughts on teacher struggles? I think it's a real struggle. I think our teachers really need our support. They have been um, 
unfairly responsible for student success. And we know that teachers are not the only factor in student success. It takes a community, it takes um, family, it takes uh, all types of individuals, environment, and culture to help our students um, become the best person that they can be, including as being a student or whatever they uh, choose to aspire to. So teachers are struggling, and we, they really need us. They need the community support, they need the districts, and they need the uh, political support as well. Tamar Brown is an education advocate with the Red Circle, a nonprofit dedicated to addressing racial disparities in North St. Louis County, and Mike Fitzgerald is a staff reporter for the Riverfront Times. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. This episode was produced by Emily Woodbury. Audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our production intern is Avery Rogers. Alex Hoyer is our executive producer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.